Yeah This be a life, no gimmick Welcome back to the Triple S Podcast. I'm joined today by my cousin, Joey Smith. How's it going, Joey? What's up, cuz? I'm all right, I'm all right. Thank you for having me on your show. Always a pleasure, man. I've been looking forward to this one a lot because uh, you, you're very into the sports community in a variety of different ways, whether it be esports, watching different sports. So I was really excited to get you on here to talk today. Uh, so we'll start off. There's something that we were talking about just, uh, I think it was yesterday, or it might have been today, actually, the Kaepernick situation. So Colin Kaepernick, for those who don't know, he just had a workout organized by the NFL. And there's been a little bit of mixed reviews. Some people are thinking that it's all kind of a setup, or maybe not a setup, but um, it's kind of maybe not staged either, but it's it's not a real opportunity for him. It's more of a publicity stint. That's what I'm looking for. So give me your take on the Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, so, I mean, you touched on it uh, on your last podcast uh, with your homeboy uh, about Kaepernick and uh, just how he's been getting railroaded pretty much, uh, standing up for something that he strongly believes in. And, I mean, we're family. Yeah. Most people teach their kids, you know, if you believe in something, stand up for it. And that's what he's been doing in his stance uh, regarding police brutality and the mistreatment of black people. So he silently protested by kneeling during the national anthem, which was not uh, appreciated by a lot of Americans because they felt like it was disrespecting the flag and the country and veterans. Obviously, that's a whole another political and big argument in itself. But uh, with, the, with, the, with the, this workout that he had, my understanding of it from reading, uh, watching various uh, sports shows and stuff, um, it was all kind of rushed. He came out of nowhere. Uh, not a lot of notice on not a lot of notice for anything. His team, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I feel like um, just tying this in here a little bit, Jay-Z's involvement with the NFL and the deal, that got a lot of hate because people are like, yo, like you're big for the social injustice thing and now you're signing with the NFL who's mistreating Kaepernick. Exactly. Um, I didn't really know how to take that in itself, but then with this workout just materializing out of nowhere... I personally feel like that's that has to be uh, influenced by Jay-Z. It was. He, and he came out and said that he put a lot of pressure on Roger Goodell, and he said, listen, like, I, I took a big hit to my credibility and yeah. my image by partnering up with you yeah. because of what we just said and how the black community kind of responded to that. He took a lot of heat for that, so you should be giving... If you help, I helped you out. You helped me out a little bit. Give Kaepernick this work. And that's, I mean, that that's that, that's facts. Like when the news came out of the deal that Jay Z signed with the NFL, he was going to be responsible for the, uh, the the media and Super Bowl and all that stuff. Um, we all know who Jay Z is. He's a machine. He's a yeah. he's a conglomerate in, in himself. So musically, with the NFL and all that kind of aside that he's doing. Um, that's probably saving the league a lot of money because he's got the connections, so he's doing all that. Obviously, at the end of the day, he did that for his own personal aspirations. He's trying to change how the league operates in terms of black ownership and all that stuff. And like you said, he came out and said, "I, I forced this to happen. The league 
in part disrespected him and they're majorly disrespecting Kaepernick by what they did. Honestly, man, as stuff is starting to come out uh, bit by bit, it, it was just, I think the league was just, from the pressure from Jay-Z, uh, just doing him a favor. Yeah, I think they did they weren't, the bare minimum to, to keep Jay-Z happy. Exactly. Where, like, the, the, the fishiest part to me is when they said that there could be no outside, you can't bring your own media, media. team. There's no access to outside reporters. And when I hear that, I'm like, why not? What are you hiding? What are you you trying to hide? So it seems, just from that, it was almost like, like you said, they're doing the bare minimum to appease Mm Jay-Z. What the NFL did is in no part or way, I believe, for Colin Kaepernick. Excuse me, sorry. It's for their own image to save face and say, look, we gave him a chance. If he gets signed to a team, great. If he doesn't, well, I mean, this has been an ongoing saga for three years. We gave him a shot, and it didn't work out. Um, Now you're getting the reports that uh, it was rushed on both sides, but uh, Kaepernick didn't agree with the waiver. Yeah, I haven't haven't heard exactly what the waiver said, but I've heard that it it was another fishy element. Like, Have you heard anything about what the waiver... And what I've read and what I've seen... uh, the waiver was supposedly a standard waiver that the NFL has players sign um, to indemnify themselves from injury or whatever happens during the workout. Uh, Kaepernick's camp said that it wasn't the standard waiver at all. That's there was a I've lot of, of language in there that was not yeah. standard. So they refuted that. And then the no media access, they said, well, we want media there. I want my own camera team there to record the footage. Just in case, you know, maybe the NFL doesn't catch everything or whatever. Um, It seemed like the NFL was just doing a lot of stuff to railroad the workout in itself. Apparently, there was 25 out of the 31 teams, 32 teams, whatever, that were there waiting for him. And then at the last second, he changed the location because they said no meter or whatever. You redid it. And then nobody showed up to the workout. There was apparently like five... Representatives from five again, different teams. Like, so many different things are being said. It's too many I heard different it was sides. Over 10. I thought it was like 13, but again, I mean, nah, it wasn't, it I, I, wasn't 25. Yeah, no, I read there was like five different teams, but there's going to be numbers skewed everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if you saw any of the uh, workout footage. I did. He looked good. He looked good. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see much, though. That's the, that's the other thing. Yeah, saw, we didn't, we didn't see a lot. A couple deep passes, a couple yeah. underneath throws, but I mean, he could have had five nice throws that they showed and 50 bad ones. Exactly. From, from, from what I read, uh, being part of the media now, um, over the last three or so years, uh, I follow a lot of the media, various media people. Mm-hmm. So from what I was reading, um, he still had some of the inaccuracy issues that he's always had in his career. But for the most part, they, they said he's clearly a top 64 quarterback yeah. still, yeah. not being in the league for the year, and he's... Much better than that. Yes. So, um, just from what's been going on, the reports are coming out. It's very disappointing to hear what the NFL is doing. And uh, I, I, like you said, we talked about a little bit earlier at work. Uh, I caught some of the first take interview with Stephen yeah. A. Smith and Max Kellerman going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I like Stephen A. Smith a lot. I think he's a great reporter, but... He's standing on this hill of supporting the NFL and the whole thing, and 
is crazy to me. Like Max Kellerman, in some of the clips that I saw straight, said, I've got actual factual, the, the, the waiver. And this is all BS pretty much. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith is, is like arguing against it. And I'm just like, man, like you've been taking this position where you're, I'm a black man in the media. You guys don't know what I had to go through to get here to be in this position. Mm-hmm. But then after the workout, when Kaepernick moved the, the spot and, and everything, Stephen A. Smith put out uh, a video from, from his home, I guess, yeah. saying that Kaepernick was pretty much... Uh, he doesn't want to play. That's he doesn't want to play. He just wants to be a martyr and, and, and prove a point. But I mean, Kaepernick clearly wants to play football. Yeah. He's trying to make sure that things are done the right way mm-hmm. and it works for both sides. Obviously, more so for himself because he has to think about himself, but like, He's not trying to be a martyr. He's not no. trying to, to, to prove a point. He just wants things to be done right. And the NFL has been doing him dirty the whole time. Yeah. So, And the way I see it, too, like when, when they said no media, the, the initial thing that, that kind of came to mind, I was like, why are they saying no media? Is it in case he has a really good workout and they don't have to show all of the beautiful throws that he made? Like, And that's it. That's it. It like, just was really confusing me. Like, why... <clears throat> I don't, I don't blame him for moving it at the last second. It's unfortunate because not all 25 teams that were supposed to show up went to that second location. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I see why he did it for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, I read earlier this afternoon that he sent the footage to all 32 yes, teams along too. with a letter. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that that gets reviewed thoroughly and properly. But, I mean, yeah. we... Do you think he gets signed? If he does, it's not going to be until this off season, and then even in that of itself, it's going to be a farce. You don't think any team will take him, maybe as a backup, if, if they have a backup that goes down or something like that. Like, let's be honest. You know your football. I do. I know my football pretty yeah. damn well. He should be playing right now, man. Yeah. There's a lot of team. I'm a Denver Broncos fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Elway was a great quarterback, legend, Hall of Famer. Not the smartest GM. Not good at picking quarterbacks no. at all. I would love to have Colin Kaepernick quarterback in my team right now because they brought in old fogey Joe Flacco and he didn't do anything. Nope. Now they got this Drew Locke's not ready. Yeah. He's not going to be ready this year. We're losing close games. Anyways, that's a whole nother <laughs> NFL recap conversation itself. Yeah. But there's teams that Kaepernick could be playing for now and they'd probably be winning. So... I would hope to see that he gets a contract, but I, I don't know, man. Mm. Would you Would you be happy if the Denver Broncos signed him? One hundred percent. We don't have a quarterback, man. Who's the starter Drew, right now? Because it's not uh, Drew Lock. Is, is he another rookie? Oh, I don't remember the guy. I don't even remember the guy's name. There's the problem. Right I don't there. even remember the guy's name. That's the and problem like, right there. He's. Uh, I think he was a fourth round rookie. Anyways, is he a rookie or a second year? A, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know the guy. And like, I know my players. Yeah. And I don't even know who the backup is. Like, That's pretty sad. Excuse me, I, I, I don't care. And Drew Locke is apparently a good strong-arm quarterback, mm-hmm. and he can make the throws, mm-hmm. but he's not picking up the system as, as, as quickly as they'd wanted to, mm-hmm. so that's why they said he's not ready. So, I mean, yeah. if, if, if by some miracle John Elway goes and signs Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. Maybe we'll win out the rest of the year and get some wins and stop losing these... I don't know about when Close out the rest step. of the year. Remember, he hasn't played in three years. Right? Amen. So he's, hey. still, he's still a good hey. player. Hey. But I know he can still move, mm-hmm. 
and he can make the throws. We don't have a quarterback that can move or make the throws. So, Fair enough, fair enough. So you touched on it a bit. You talked about how now you're a member of the media. So talk about that a little bit. What's it been like working for Operation Sports? That's what it's called, right? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm, I'm a writer for OperationSports.com. So it's a sports video gaming site. So essentially, we cover all sports video games. Okay. Um, you're probably well aware. We've grown up together, you know. Yeah. You always get beef. Don't play games too much. You got to do this or do that. Go outside, whatever. Games aren't important. Um, I've always liked video games, and I've always been into them, but I didn't really get heavily into them until way later when I was like 21. Um, that's when I really heavily got into games. Shout out to my, to my boy Gold Stripes. Uh, he doesn't play sports games that much, and he has started uh, making beats. Okay. And we played FIFA at his house one day. And he beat me like eight nothing or something like that. And I'm the guy that like plays sports games, so I was. Uh, and he didn't even play sports. And he did. He doesn't really play sports games, but he had the game and he whooped my butt, and I was pissed. So I went home and I meditated, and then from that point on, man, like I, you can ask all my friends. Like I'm, I'm getting older. I've got kids, so my time, my time, my time, my my game has declined a little bit. But I was smoking everybody at FIFA. Like I, got, I took it that seriously. So I've been playing sports games that much. Um, with the writing, uh, I've always been good at writing. English was my favorite subject in school. Uh, so how did the always... opportunity come about? Like, how did you so, how did you come about to be an, a writer for Operation Sports? Operation Sports, I I was using the site for like five six years. So I want to say it's from like twenty eleven. Uh, in twenty sixteen, that summer, they put out the. Uh, a post just saying we're looking for new writers if you want to write for the website just okay. send us your resume send us your portfolio and we'll consider it so i saw it and i was just sitting there like man like i don't have anything to lose i'll give it a shot so i sent an email to the uh, head editor it said i don't have a portfolio i've never written before for any publication but i mean like i'm a diehard gamer i'm a diehard sports gamer i've been using your site for years i would love to write for you guys and uh they took a chance on me and i've nice. been writing for them for the last three years now it's it's dope, man. Like, I get to do something I have passion for, which is write and play video games. That's the most important. <laughs> I get, game, I get, I get paid for it, but it's it's just the ability to now. Now I, I I'm in the industry. I'm I'm part of the gaming industry and I'm part of, of of the media. Yeah. So I I now have the inside to see how media works and podcasting, writing, doing that kind of stuff. And I have the inside now to understand how the gaming industry works and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just crazy, man. The last three years have been a blast. And how cool is it now that, I mean, back in the day, parents used to always be like, oh, like, stop video gaming. Like, there's no, there's no future in that. Go do something else that's productive. But now it's flipped into, there's people that are making money through video games, whether it be through writing, people that do uh, Twitch live streams, yeah. uh, reviews. Like, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can turn video games and, as you said, your passion into a career and a way to actually make a living. So, I mean, hats off to you for that. It's, it's definitely a cool thing to, to hear about whenever someone's able to flip passion into professions. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that it's, it's like, like you just said, it's back in the day, man. Like, we were always outside playing yeah. and playing sports all the time. So, you play games at night or whenever. But now, like... 
it, it's part of it's part of the the, the evolution of, of 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 the generations, but now everything is about media and just being involved in the media, um, and and being on media. So the evolution of the gaming industry and following in that into the Twitch and the esports, it's it's a multi billion dollar industry now. Like I mean, that Fortnite tournament that happened a few months ago, where a sixteen year old kid won a million dollars. A 16-year-old kid won a million dollars playing a video game. Mm-hmm. He had to shoot some people because that's the premise of the game, and, and he won a million bucks. Yeah. So, like, he's in grade, I don't know what, that's grade 9 now? 16? Yeah, I think so. I think and he won a million nine. bucks grade, playing grade a game, ten. which he probably does on his off time. I think it's grade 10. Yeah, yeah. and he won a million dollars playing a game on his off time. The eSports for, for, for sports games, FIFA. FIFA, they have multi-million dollar tournaments. Mm-hmm. So if you get to the finals and you win a tournament, you're winning one to 2 million euros if you're in Europe, which is a lot more Canadian. So, I mean, just the evolution of, of the gaming industry and how you can make that a viable career, and, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. Do you ever think about if you would have been born, let's say, in 2005, and you were growing up with this new craze and your passion for video games, do you ever, do you ever like, think about that and how it could have been you, you being that 16-year-old making a million dollars off of a video game? See, not really. Only because you can do it at any age, man. That's true. Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm 34. I'm gonna be 35, and like, if I wanted to, and realistically, I should be. But if I wanted to, I could start doing streams and doing videos to go along in tandem with my articles. Mm-hmm. I could gain a, a like I've, I've got a pretty good following with the writing. I could gain a, a serious I following. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I could gain a serious following from that, and that could evolve. And then, who knows? In a year, I could be making hundreds of thousand dollars off YouTube videos. Like it's. So why don't you? Because I, I think about it right now. Like there'll, there'll be times where, like when I'm laying in bed, there's a couple things I'll, I'll usually watch before I go to bed. Like I'll either watch like something on Netflix. I'll either watch like highlights on YouTube, like college players, NFL players, yep. or I'll watch sense. Madden videos, FIFA videos. Sometimes I'll even go and I'll write hardest NHL twenty hits. I do all that too. For the hits. So like, if you if you were to leverage that and you already have that following from your writing, and then you could be talking about so you had you had a, an article about uh, the superstar abilities I think or, or superstar mode in Madden twenty. Yeah. And then if you had a video to go with it, all your your readers can go like, okay this 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 and this, and then we can actually see it in a video. You know what I mean? So, <sighs> I mean, just a honestly, no, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, ironically enough, on the way here, I was talking to uh, one of my good friends who lives in Toronto. And uh, before he moved to Toronto, like, I want to say like five, six years ago, we had always talked about starting a gaming channel because we all play games together and we all play a lot. Mm-hmm. And it never materialized. And he was talking to me earlier this summer. He's like, yo, we should start a podcast about gaming mm-hmm. and we should have videos to go with it and we've been talking about it i don't know if it's if it's if it's fear on my end apprehension uh time constraints because I've, I've got kids i have a job yeah. so like it's a lot of work um i don't know I, I honestly i don't really have an excuse i should be doing it it goes hand in hand with my writing but yeah. it's definitely something that i'm thinking about a lot and exploring it and it may it may happen i might uh Man, might surprise should, the world and end up a lead. YouTube celebrity in, in next year, you know? Why but not? It's definitely possible. I, I mean, I, 
you've got the Triple S podcast here going on. I, I didn't even know you were starting a podcast until you started started promoing it before you started. And I was just like, yep. damn, like, look at my little cousin. He's doing a podcast. He's doing his thing. And I was just like, yo, like, it's inspiring, man. Like, Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you having me on here. I've been listening from day one, and you're doing a great job. So, I mean, you just picked up and did it. So, yeah. I don't have an excuse, right? That's what I was about I should to say. Be, I should be doing it, too. I've been in that exact same spot where my friend Deepak had a podcast. I, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast every day at work. Yeah, that's it. And I had been thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man, like how cool would it be? Like I'm always talking about sports with my friends and stuff. Yeah. How cool would it be to actually start my own podcast and I had been in that kind of area for a couple months and then finally one day I was like you know what I went on Instagram created a new profile I posted actually I think I posted on my original profile first and I tagged the new profile Mm -hmm. excuse me and at that point it was an accountability thing it was like okay now I've I've put it out there that I'm starting this. If I don't do it, people are gonna be like, oh, yeah, man, you where's, like where's the podcast? Yeah. So, and it's not even it's not even like the accountability was a bad thing. It's because it's something I wanted to do. I just needed that little push. Yeah. So my, by me creating that account, it was me giving myself that little push in the back, like, hey man, like let's get it going. And I have no regrets. Like I have a lot of fun. That the editing part isn't so so fun for me. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. This part, when I get to sit down and talk to people who have a different perspective than me, or we could talk about anything sports related, uh, I mean that's that's really what I do it for, and I encourage you to, to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, man. Uh, Every, anyone I, I talk to, I encourage I, to start I'm a definitely, podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like it's like like I said, I, I I just had the conversation on my way here with my friend, and it's been stewing in my head, but like. I don't know. I don't have an excuse, man. It, Just need the push. I'm 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 gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make go. it happen. I'm gonna make go. it happen for sure. I think the best part about podcasting, just uh, if you needed any more motivation to start, yeah, man. It's something that I I also talked to you about a little bit earlier today. Is that there's no rules. Like we could sit here and do anything, talk about anything yeah. for as long as we want, as short as we want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no rules. So I mean, you could kind of you could do it as often as you want or as little as you want yeah so it's it's very it's not very restrictive in that sense so that's another reason that when i started i was like hey you know what if i want to do it every week sure if i want to do it every month sure yeah when i do it i i don't really do it for for the views i more so do it because like i just said enjoy. i enjoy this kind of conversation so yeah, yeah. And you, like i said man you're doing a good job so thank keep you. that up thank you. And, and like i said I, it's inspiring for me watching you do it so like it's i'm on your podcast right now so in being on your podcast right now and we're talking about this like in my head right now i I, i'm i don't have an excuse to not do it so i even got some some old mics my first episode i actually had uh, different mics and i I ended up switching to this uh, this new mic I got some old stuff. Well, not old. It's been used like for one episode. Yeah, so yeah. If you even needed some gear to hey, get man. started, hey man, well, I'm I trying mean, to get rid of it. Anyway. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm starting right now, but you know, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, <laughs> right, I, right. I, 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 I definitely, I, I might call you for advice, man. Like, yeah. like I was telling you before, I was uh, on a, just kind of on another podcast with some friends, so I have a little bit of know-how, but like the editing and all that stuff, you're doing it, so. Yeah. I might hit you up with some advice. There you go, man. Got you. So I want to come back to a little bit to the um, the writing for Operation Sports. So one one thing that I was kind of curious about, 
is what's been the most rewarding part about it or the best part about writing for sports games so far? Honestly, the most rewarding part so far is just the interaction I've had with, with my, my fellow writers for the website. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of cool people, different walks of life. Uh, I'm the only Canadian kid, I believe. Actually, really? no, I think there's another guy that lives in Toronto. I'm not okay. be wrong. But it's mostly but, people from the States? There's mostly people from the States, and I think there may be a guy from the UK. So, I mean, we, we, we use a, an app called Slack to communicate. Okay. Uh, so it's like a, a workplace app that you can companies can use to communicate with mm-hmm. staff and stuff. So we use that all the time to talk about uh, work stuff, articles, pitch ideas. That's where we, we, we usually do our roundtables that get posted to the website. So... Uh, it's fun working with these guys because they're all good people. We all jab at each other and stuff. They make fun of me because I'm in Canada. I'm a Canadian guy. But, I mean, it, that that's pretty rewarding. They ask you if you live in an igloo? I, actually, I think one guy did ask me that, yeah. One guy did ask me that, yeah, yeah. But obvi- obviously that's not... We don't live in igloos out here, no. people. For, for people that might be catching the pod, we don't live in igloos out here. We got houses. We're in a basement house right now. Like, exactly. It's not like that. The basement of the igloo, but yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty rewarding. Also, um, it, it's a it's a perk of the job. I get to travel a lot, so I've been to I've been to LA, I've been to Brooklyn, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to a few places. So I get to go travel to EA headquarters. I get to go travel to two K events. Uh, so that's also a rewarding part of the job because on top of the fact that I get to I'm I'm flown out to go play games. I get to meet the people that make the games. So these are the games I've been playing for years. Obviously, people will change over time. The gameplay producers will change over time. But I get to meet the people that have the vision to put these things in their games that I'm playing and and, and pick their brain about what they're doing and and ask them questions, get insight, Mm -hmm. and just the knowledge I'm gaining about how the industry works and and improving my writing. Those are all all the rewards of doing the job, man. So uh, I get paid. It's not a million dollars, but I'm not doing it for the pay. Like you, like you said, you're not doing the podcast reviews and all that. No. I'm writing because I have a passion to write. I enjoy writing. I already play games. And the fact that I can write about something that I enjoy doing, it's just a win-win. It's a win-win, exactly. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your trip to the EA headquarters. Was, was that when you were doing, um, was, that, was that for the FIFA launch? Or was that the... Um, uh, so I, I've been to EA for Madden, okay. FIFA, NBA Live last year. Uh, this summer I went to EA San Fran for uh, for FIFA. Okay. Um, it wasn't for the launch. It was uh, more like a, a, a media hands-on okay. as it was ramping up because they were in the in the final stages of finishing the game. Um, so what's it like when you go to EA? It's crazy, man. Like. I could say I could tie in the same thing with 2K. It's crazy, man. Like, you get flown out. You go to your hotel. You do whatever. You're 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 in the city, so you've got time. Um, so you explore whatever. But going to the headquarters, like I'm, I'm in the mecca of of of, of games, and it's EA headquarters. So it's not just EA Sports. It's EA Battlefield and all their other games. EA does. Hold on, hold on. I didn't even know this. So EA does more than just sports? EA does more than just sports. I might EA. sound like an idiot to some no, people. No, no, I didn't even no, know no. that until right now. Yeah, man, you never really, so they do you never really played games like that, dog. I tried to I, I, try, I tried to influence you to do it, but you never really did, which is smart. Much I smart. Do, I do you, you were much smarter than you were much smarter than me for that. You do it now, but I mean, it's they do more they do more than sports. They do shooting games. Okay. They've got kids games, The Sims. 
everybody knows Sims The Sims. That's the that's EA. Uh, they make they make a lot of different genres of games and a lot of different types of games. But uh, just being in the mecca in that building, and that's that's just one of their locations. They've got locations around the world, obviously. Uh, EA Vancouver uh, usually deals with mostly the FIFA, NHL things like that. But they've got places around the world. San Fran's one of their locations. It's crazy, man. Like it's just this big ass building. You're surrounded by all the game stuff. Yeah. Um, you go into wherever room they bring you in, and you're using you're using developer hardware to play a game. It's so not what's finished. What's the difference between that and the finished game? So when when we get the hands on for media, it it's usually close to finished product. But they bring in, they obviously have testers and stuff to play the game. Uh, we're getting the hands-on of, like, the close-to-finished product. So when I play FIFA uh, this summer, um, I'm pretty sure it's probably in the last stages. Um, so as media, we get to play it right about it, kind of, without releasing too much information because we don't really fully know the, the end of the game. Um, and then all, we're technically also testing it for them. Yeah. So it, it's dope that I get to play the game before anybody else, <laughs> so I can pick it up. Exactly. Obviously, I play the game every year without question. So yep. uh, it's it's just it's it's crazy, man. Like you get to play the game in advance, you get to test it out, you get to test all the new modes and stuff, um, and they take your feedback. So if you find issues, glitches, you, you oh this this doesn't work. Like maybe you guys should think about this. They take all that down. They take it back to the to to, to the tech team. Because they want to have the best game possible. Exactly, exactly. So it's it, it's just it's it's an experience, man. It, nice. It's it's dope. Nice. All right. So what are your kind of your goals and aspirations within working for Operation Sports? Like, do you see uh, branch off opportunities or? Or other opportunities spring from this. Like, what's your, what's your kind of your goals for working with Operation Sports? So I mean, the the website, it's in the sports gaming community specifically because that's what what, what what we cover. Um, it's it's a pretty big player. There's a lot of websites for for uh, that cover games, but they cover the whole range of games. There's very few sites that specifically cover sports. So um, there are opportunities. Uh, I uh, one of the guys that used to write for for the website when it originally started, Mike Wang, he's one of the gameplay producers for NBA 2K. Wow! And he got that opportunity through working for Operation Sports. Uh, so I mean, the opportunity is there if you have the know-how, the technical ability, and, and you show that you that you know what you like, you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing. The company, the companies definitely pay attention. Is that something you would want to do? Is is become maybe a developer for for two K or NHL or something like that? <laughs> I mean, that would be dope. Knowing how I am, I'm too, I'm too critical of things. I <laughs> gets me in trouble sometimes. So I, I don't know if that would work for me. So your opinions maybe on my, my, what my, should be. My opinion, my yeah, yeah. my opinion, my opinions can be very strong sometimes. Like uh, you said, you're looking at my articles. I don't know if you looked at the more recent ones, but NBA 2K uh, this year and the launch was a complete disaster. I didn't see that. One. So uh, that NBA 2K 20 came out in September, mm -hmm. and I, I I went to two events this year and played the game, and it was polished. It was good. The final product came out. It was a complete disaster of a launch. Um, I was responsible for part of the review for the game. And I got back from Los Angeles, 
and tried to play the game, and it came out on a Friday, and I didn't actually get into the game to start playing the mode I was writing about until Monday. Because it, 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 was, it was so messed up. I lost four files. Like, I have a whole... I, my article that I wrote on the career mode was supposed to be more of like a review on the mode. And I, I kind of uh, did a tongue-in-cheek review on the mode. Also, lamenting my struggle yeah. in actually getting into the mode. With the files and all with that. With the files and all that. So, I mean, opinions are strong. So, I don't know if I could really be a developer. Yeah. Um, but just anything in, in in the writing lane, even if it's uh, marketing or 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 the uh, the media teams, I mean I'm open. I, I, I'm a quick learner. I like to learn new things. So if an opportunity came out of doing what I'm doing, then I would definitely I would definitely explore it and run and run for it if if it works for me. You know, yeah. um, if anything, yeah, I I probably want to work for EA. Yeah. I want to work for 2K too if the, if the opportunity came up. But FIFA is like that. That that's a real, FIFA is a religion. So if so I can is work, that your if, I, sports, if I sports game, yeah, FIFA FIFA is the game. FIFA is the game. Like I love Madden, I love FIFA, NBA, NHL. But FIFA FIFA is that's that's the religion game. So if I could work on FIFA, that would that would be it. What separates FIFA from the rest of the pack for you? Well, my love of fo- oh, sorry soccer. You call, my lo- you call it football. We, we, we call we call it football, <laughs> but uh, my love of football as it is, I mean, we were we're we're, we're our, our Caribbean background. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 what you're raised in. That's what that's what you're bathed in, pretty much. The first sport anyone so, plays. Exactly. So I mean, my my first team was Manchester United because of my uncle. Still is, isn't it? Still is. Mm-hmm. It's in my blood. Uh, football, my first football game that I saw when I was like four, I think, was the Raiders versus the Broncos. Okay. And, and my uncle, Bush, he's a, Ra- he's a Raiders fan. Okay. I was like, I don't like that team. I saw the Broncos, I was like, yeah, I like that team. I've been a Broncos fan since I was four. Wow. So, I mean, uh, football's always been there religiously since, since I was very, very, very young. Mm-hmm. And Manchester United is a team that I've been following since young because of, of, of family. So, that that's the first love. And... FIFA's always been that game since, oh, since Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. So, yeah. I also find like, because I play a lot of Madden, I play a lot of FIFA, I play a little bit of NBA, but the biggest difference for me, and it's it's hard for me because I still think I would put Madden at the top, just because of how much I love American football. Yeah. But one thing I will give FIFA over Madden or really any other sports game that I've ever played is that I find there's less kind of glitchy, buggy plays. Like, when you play Madden, I find... See, you, F- you F- probably <laughs> play more FIFA than I have. You definitely F- have. F- FIFA, FIFA's got its issues. FIFA's got its issues, but... But there's, the things in Madden that, that stick out to me is, like, a lot of times I find you know, you'll throw, like, a deep pass, and the receiver has to kind of, like, jump to catch it, and sometimes they'll get hit, and the ball pops out. It's like, in a real game, he would have just <laughs> caught it He would have caught run. it and got hit, like, or he would have caught run. it and run. Yeah, no, it's it, that's 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 the limitation of animations yeah. and stuff. Um, obviously the companies, the technology is a lot better, so they try not to can animations. That's just a product of animations and how they get all the animations to work together. Mm-hmm. Madden's definitely got a lot. It's pro- it's problems too. So uh, Madden, and I, I love Madden too. Madden's mad fun. It used to be a lot better than I am now. You worked me the last time I was here, but you know what was that? I lost. 
Two. Brandon, yes, you beat me. Oh, okay. Feel special. I'm pretty sure the time before that I whooped your ass, so. I don't remember but, that. That yeah, was, uh, yeah, was a little yeah, while Selective ago. memory. Yeah. Anyways. I go off but, the latest data available, so that would be man, me winning. Whatever. Anyways. Anything past that is. is <laughs> it's too, we'll leave it in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Madden's definitely got its issues, and it, it, could be fr- it, it gets frustrating. Like, you. I know Madden's what you play the most, yeah. and like. You've played football. You watch football. You know football. Mm-hmm. I know football. So when I'm playing the game, it's it's supposed to be the most realistic sim experience, right? So like you said, if it I throw is. a deep pass over the shoulder, I'm dropping into the receiver's hands, or he should be catching and running. And he's but then, the, like this. but he's catching and he does some stupid little hop, and then the defensive back catches up and tackles him. Like that's not what happens in real life. But you know, it's just a limitation of the game and the technology. Yeah. But do you think yeah. we'll ever see a day where there's a sports game, whether it be FIFA, NBA, uh, NFL, where it's, excuse me, like pretty much a spitting image replica, no kind of plasticky or, or buggy plays? <sighs> and how far ahead do you think we are, or how far until we get to that point, if we ever get to that point? Because there is a, a, a little incline every year, it gets a little better. Some, yeah. some years it might take a little step back, but. Overall, the trend is, is upwards. Yeah, Do you that, think we'll ever get to that? Okay, this is it. Yeah, and that's what that's my, 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 my homeboys roast me about that all the time. Like, uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not really playing sports games because Call of Duty came out mm-hmm. recently, so I'm on that with, with the boys. And uh, they always roast me about sports games because that's what I do. I write about it, and I yeah. always rate these games. They're like, yo, yo, man, that game's trash, dog. Yo, it's the same as last year. What's different? They added two features. It's the same. I'm like, yo, it's it. it, it things have changed. It's better than last year's. I'm like, exactly. okay, okay. It. I don't think we're ever gonna get parity between real life and a game. I, I don't think that's possible. Like I said, you're always gonna have limitations with the technology and stuff. If it does happen, I don't think it's gonna happen in our time. But I mean, it's sad, but it's, I, I, it's, see, I see what you're saying. I, I, it would be, if it would be dope. But at the same time, too, I think that. The developers and the creators of the games purposely do that because if you make if you if you make a game that's on par with real life like side by side, how many more improvements can you really make to the game to sell it next year? Right. That's a good point. That's when you get to the point where I can't make the game anymore because it's it matches. So all I could do is update the rosters for next season, sell for twenty dollars. Market revenue goes down. Board of Governors not going to be happy for the company. They're not making their billions. They're making millions. Yeah, doesn't work. Only re- that would be the only thing keeping people buying it is people that want those new players every year, those rookies coming. Exactly, in kind of exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's a, that's in the gaming industry. That's a model that, especially for sports games, that a lot of people have been crying for, or or, or complaining about when these games come out and they've got a lot of issues and bugs. Then they're saying, why doesn't the company just release a game every other year, update the roster and charge us 20 bucks, and then when they come out with a new game two years down the road, it's much better because they've taken that time to noticeably develop it. Better noticeably yeah. better, but See, I've never it's, heard it's all that, about the dollars. Companies won't do that. that. That sounds like a good approach. I've never heard it before, honestly, but like, it would make more sense. You know, Give them more time to, perf- maybe not perfect, that's a strong word, but improve it yeah exactly get used to that one game update the roster after a year and then release that next one like madden 18 to madden 20 
Like, if, if there was no Madden 19 and I went from 18 to 20, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, well, Madden 18, even, even, in, even in itself, Madden 18 to 19 to 20 yeah. is still some big strides in the game because, like you, like you know, like I said, Madden has its issues and it's got legacy issues. And what that means is just old issues from, like, Madden 07 yeah. that have just been in the game that they can't seem to get right. And they, they've come, Madden, just in two years, the gameplay's gotten substantially better, but there's still a lot of stuff they need to work on. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's about the dollar, right? So, yeah. I could talk about Madden issues all day, but there's just one I want to point out, because like, as we're talking about it, it just came to my mind, it's burning in my brain. It's one that I, but when you're playing on defense and you get sucked into a blocker, and uh, in real, like man. if I'm, if you're there and you're on no, offense, and I'm exactly on defense. The ball about. carrier's there, and you want I'm running like this, and I'm about to make the play. Get close to the blocker, goes, and then you veer off. Yeah, in 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 the NBA games. Yeah, no, in the NBA games, that 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 happens on screens. Like they yes. they, they got better, but if you're, if you're, if you're setting a pick, there there's like some sort of suction that happens, and you get locked into the pick. If you're trying to get around it, same thing. In Madden, it's trying to get around uh, around the blocker. Mm -hmm. Like you see the lane there, and you know you got the open lane to make that sack or that tackle. And as you get close to a block, you just automatically magnetically get attached to the block. Like it's stupid. Wrestling games have that same problem too. With it, it, I, it's just animation things that they need to work on as they try and get better with the parody. But this is why EA is so annoying. The both of us. And we'll work on that. That'll be our only Amen. project. Amen. Fixing, fixing I'd be bugs. down, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I last long because I might get too frustrated and and, and lash somebody down. Me. <laughs> <laughs> those kind of those kind of glitches are are easily the most annoying ones. Yes. Easily the most annoying the controller ones. Controller breakers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Have you ever Have you ever got to that point where you've broken a controller because of Oh, thousand percent. Thousand percent. Give me give your funniest story of, of a controller breaking moment. I haven't. Yo, funniest story. Funniest two stories. It wasn't actually me. Okay. But funniest two stories. I had a Super Bowl party at my house like three years ago, mm -hmm. and two of my homeboys were playing. It got intense around halftime. Dudes put up money on the game. Ooh, okay, okay. So, one dude was about to win. He's driving, killing the clock at the end of the game. And he decided he wanted to pass the ball. As a football fan, football player, you know, when you're running the clock to bleed the clock, you bleed the clock. You don't pass the ball. He decided he wanted to throw like a 60-yard 60, 60 pass. Actually, it wasn't even a 60-yard pass. It was like a pass in the flat. Got picked off by a D-lineman. And the man ran it back for like 60 yards, touchdown, he lost the game. Almost broke my controller. That's, that's one of them funny stories. I don't even feel bad. Bro, and just any, sto any, sto any story like that is hilarious when you see that. Yeah. Um, in FIFA, I complain about it without all the time. I call it the FIFA bounce, where for some reason, the mechanics of the game, something happens, and you'll either get tackled and the ball bounces off you right back to the offense, and the guy gets a breakaway. And then he scores on you, and you lose the game. Things I'm like having, that. I'm having uh, like nightmares. Oh, in my head bro, right now. bro, Madden. Some of the Madden fumbles. Like it's just, it's just too many stories, man. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely broken controllers playing NBA 2K. I think I've broken about four controllers playing 2K four. because man, it's playing with 2K. You play online. They, 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 now it's called the neighborhoods. So you play against other people. Mm -hmm. 
everybody's trying to hit this 99 overall. You got dudes that are, it's, man. Like, in real basketball, like Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, these dudes have handles. They can dribble. But in a real game, actually, no, I can't even say that. Kyrie does it sometimes where he dribbles for like 15 seconds. But when you play the game, when you play the game, there's dudes that know the intricacies of, 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 of glitching the game. So yes. they're going to dribble, do a half spin, turn around, dribble, speed boost, which is just making your guy run really fast off of animation. And then you end up losing games like this. You get swept up and then you get pissed off and then there was a controller see i've broken about four controllers playing 2k that would be the most frustrating game to play yeah so let's talk about happier things than 100 100 let's talk about the nfl season so the first thing i want to i know you're a broncos fan so maybe not as happy Sip my water i'm a dolphins fan so you should be happier than i am but i want to ask you where do you stand on the mvp race today and where do you stand? Who do you think will win it? So if the season ended today, who would win? MVP. And who do you think will win when it's all said and done at the end of the season? MVP race is a no-brainer. It's Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey. Top three. Uh, if you want to argue about it, at me. But, but it's a no-brainer. Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind. Like, beginning of this year, I think it was the second game, he said, pretty good for running back, right? Last year, they said the man can't throw the ball. All he can do is run. He's a mobile quarterback. He can't throw He's clearly proven he can throw the ball, mm-hmm. and he's destroying people running the ball. He, if you, well, you're much younger. But Michael Vick, when he came into the league, did That's the same thing. Exactly. He's right, he's right there on the wall. Exactly. Michael Vick came into the league doing that same thing, with that, with his, and Michael Vick's a lefty, so that, that, that added to the, to the dimension of him throwing off defenses like, mm-hmm. It's a lot harder reading reading a release off a left-hand quarterback than a right-hand quarterback. So Lamar Jackson's just killing off the league. Russell Wilson's also playing out of his mind. Like Russ is old now, man. Like he, he he's he, he's daddy now with Sierra. He's got to worry about all that stuff too. Yeah. He's got to worry about his body, but he's still moving, man, and he's still putting the ball in spots. And then Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> white Austin. white white Jesus, man. White this guy's white, white chocolate Jesus. white Jesus. This guy's out here. Oh, man, this guy's out here dusting people off like it's crazy. If the season ended today or ending the season when it ends, I think it's Lamar, though. I think it's Lamar? Like the Ravens. Look at where the Ravens were at, were at last year with, with crap-ass Flacco. Yeah. And now look at them this year. Like, the Ravens are some are serious contenders. Yeah, they're, they're and, looking like the best team in the AFC, honestly. I mean, them exactly. and the Patriots. Exactly. And, I mean, their defense... They've always been known for their defense. Their yeah. defense this year is it's okay. I wouldn't say they're they're good. I wouldn't say they're bad. They're okay. But that offense, man, and that's excuse me, sorry, that's just off Lamar Jackson. Like they got Ingram. Ingram's doing his thing too. Mm-hmm. The receivers are doing their thing. Hollywood, Hollywood Browns. I love Hollywood Browns. Hollywood Browns ridiculous too. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson, man, that kid's something, bro. And. and He's gonna have a very, very, very good career if he keeps doing what he's doing. Yep. But uh, one, one, one thing he needs to do that that these these young kids aren't doing. I'm not even that old, but you know, young kids slide once in a while, bro. Like I, I want to see you get into year five healthy. But he doesn't take that many hits. He does. Though. Yeah, because he's yeah, because he's busting up man's ankles, spinning off three guys. Oh so man, spinning off three guys. 
but he it, takes a, the odd hit here and there. But yeah, yeah. But I've, I've heard some reporters say like, there's there's not as much of a need for a player like him to slide, whereas like a player like Deshaun Jackson or not Deshaun, Jackson, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson should slide a bit more. It's like he he's so good at finding ways to protect Evasion himself. Evasion and protecting himself. And just shimmying and contorting his body in yeah. different ways and he gets out of bounds when he can and when he has to or he's just going to run all the way to the end zone. Yeah. Like, in that sense, people that say, oh, he's a, he's a running quarterback, he'll have a short career. I don't know. He doesn't get hit as much as some pocket passers even. If, if I mean, if, if, you look, if you look at the season so far, I, I think the most hits he takes is when he actually sits in the pocket. He gets exactly. the ball out, but he'll get pressured, and he, get, he gets that hit. But, I mean, like you said, this guy is out here snatching ankles and juking the crap out of people. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's a talent, man. The kid's yeah. a talent, but he's definitely... If he doesn't win MVP, something's up. Yeah. Something's up. Unless, knock on wood, but unless something goes terribly wrong in these last six games of the year, yeah. he throws a bunch of picks or whatever... Yeah, I think he's the MVP. Yeah, so out of uh, so we're talking about Lamar Jackson, we're talking about Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. In my opinion, I might be forgetting someone here. I apologize if I am, but I think those three would be considered probably the hardest three players to sack in the NFL. Yeah, where how would you rank them in terms of how hard it is to sack? Would you put like from one, two to three, one being the hardest to sack? One and one B is going to be Lamar Jackson and Russ. That's what I was thinking. Russ, Russ is Russ is a one too because this guy. Because he's not as fast. He's still quick. Russ is Russell Russell Wilson still quick, yeah. but he he's short mm-hmm. for a quarterback. And his evasion, like this guy, some of the plays where you see like yeah he's getting sacked, he gets out of it. Deshaun Watson's too, but I mean Deshaun. I think he likes playing with stickum on his throwing hand. He holds the ball a little too long. He takes a lot of hits. Your dad talks about it all the time. He takes a lot of hits that he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But even that, even in that, some of the plays he made, that touchdown pass he threw, I think it was week four, where he's literally on the way down, and he had the wherewithal and the strength to throw a touchdown pass, almost being vertical to the ground. Like, that's craziness. Yeah. Another guy that you didn't mention that, I mean, was a short-lived thing, uh, Minshew. Minshew. Gardner Minshew in that Minshew mania phase. <laughs> Minshew this mania. this guy slid out of some sacks, man. Like this guy, he's literally being grabbed and is about to go down and then spins off and gets the a forty yard pass. Like that's that's some sliminess, man. Yeah. But it, it's got to be it's Lamar and Russ one and one B, and then uh, Deshaun Watson would be two. Fair enough. For sure. And who would you say? If you had to tell me right now, the Super Bowl champions, who's who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year and why? Oh, man, and don't you dare say the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, babe. No, 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 no. Denver's not winning this. You know. Anyways, I, 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 honestly, I don't know. I, if if we were in Week Five. I hate myself for saying this, but I would say Tom's taking the Patriots back. But the Patriots are are, are looking kind of pedestrian right now. Um, I would have said the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are looking kind of pedestrian right that now. Defense. That the defense is la- the def- well, the defense has been lacking. Yeah. You just have Mahomes putting up seventy points a game, so that's how you're getting out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
don't think that team is built for for a championship unless they not yet. they gotta acquire a couple more pieces on defense. They need, yes, exactly. They need a corner. I'm sick and tired of seeing Brashad Breeland do crap all every week. I feel like Brashad Breeland's like forty now. Like or yeah, he's, he's at least play he's playing like it. Because God, man, this guy's getting beat. Some of the, some of these elite corners, and elite? this is a, this is a, this is a no. He's not elite. Okay. But some of these elite corners, even this year across the league, I find, are are, are getting burned. Like they're getting beat bad. Like it, you're talking about guys that are like ranked in the top twenty, and they're getting owned by like newcomers, like Hollywood Brown. Like this is this is you love to see it in football with these rookies and these kids come out yeah. and they're beasting. But, like, you know Hollywood Brown can play. You know he's a vertical threat. Mm-hmm. You know what he can do. You put your best corner on him or you have him shadowed. And he's still going to go put up 120, 130 on your best corner? Like, that's craziness yeah. to me. Yeah. That's craziness to me. He did but, it to my team in week one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Xavier Howard uh, Miami, caught a bit of the work. Miami's trash. Xavier Howard isn't that good. But, yeah. Anyways. Uh, huh? Huh? No. Anyways, but... <laughs> I, I, I don't know who I would put to win the Super Bowl right now, man. I think uh, I think Seattle's got a good chance to make it. I do like Seattle. Yeah. And I, I, I like the Ravens if they can figure out how to how to how to how to turn their 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 okay defense into like a good defense that can close out teams, not allow some of these comebacks and things that happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the Ravens have a pretty good chance to win the Super Bowl too behind. Behind uh, Lamar, man. Yeah. I, I think, put those two teams. In my opinion, I think that if the AFC Championship runs through Foxborough, if New England hosts the AFC Championship... They're not losing. If you, if you allow New England to be the number one seed in the AFC, That's they're, facts. Going, they're going to the Super Bowl. That's facts. They're not losing a playoff game at home. Belichick and Brady, they've been there too many times. But if Baltimore can sneak, because I, I don't see anyone else other than Baltimore maybe taking that number one spot. Yeah. But if Baltimore can sneak in and swoop in and beat beat New England to get that number one spot, and they can get to that conference cha- championship against New England, that would be a hell of a and game. I definitely New England think, at Baltimore. I definitely think they could do it. I definitely think they could do it. But <sighs> the Patriots, man, like this is this is like this timeless team. I I, I swear, I swear, like. Belichick is like uh, I forgot I forgot his name, but if you remember Space Jam, the the, the evil dude, like Belichick's out here stealing. I don't remember his name. Though. But I don't remember his name either. But Belichick's out here stealing mojo from people and reinvigorating. They've been they've been winning with mediocre teams. Like if you really look at it, Tom when when has Tom Brady had an elite receiver? Randy Moss. Only one. He's made elite receivers. Edelman yeah, you can count Edelman, you can count Welker, you can count yeah, those Welker. guys because he's made them that. When they left Tom Brady, what happened? Well, Edelman's still there, but when they left, when Welker left, what happened? I mean, Welker was okay in Denver, but I mean, he wasn't elite. No. So Tom Brady, and, and it's crazy, Tom Brady makes these guys that much better, and their defense has never been amazing, but their defense always turns it on when they need to. And they, they and close out teams, and they, the, the coaching, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Belichick does. The man never talks. He doesn't, no. he doesn't, his face doesn't change. So I don't know what he does or what he says to these guys, but man, he's like you to, said. He's starting to talk a bit more, I noticed, to like the media and stuff. Yeah. He's, he's done his little, his little trolls here and there. Oh, man. Did you see the one he did to uh, Adam Gase and the Jets? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intentionally yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a delay the, of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, on the kick, on the kick, and then he had that that goofy smirk on his face. That was, that was hilarious, man. That was actually hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, no, like you said, the, the Patriots, if they get that first seed, then we kind of know the story. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I think Baltimore could beat them and and, and, and surprise they have, them. They have beat them in Baltimore already this year. That's exactly. only loss. Exactly. So I mean, hopefully. Hopefully they can do it again if they get that one seed. If they get the two seed, though, I mean, that would really cement Lamar as being, like, one of the guys, you know, like, those top, top guys. If he's not already, if he could win an AFC championship in New England. In Foxborough. If Lamar, if, if Lamar, like you said, if Lamar Jackson takes the Ravens into Foxborough and they come out and be Brady, Tom, Tom like, I, I, I didn't like saying it before, but it's unquestionable. Tom Brady is the, is the greatest quarterback in NFL history. If Lamar Jackson goes into Foxborough and beats Brady and they go to the Super Bowl, pff, this Brady's kid, this kid. Brady's got to give him those cleats that Odell gave him. Yeah. Go Brady's got to give him the cleats. Yeah. Lamar's, that, he's, already a, he's already a star, clearly. That automatically vaults him. And I, I wouldn't even say rightfully so, but that'll automatically put him in that elite conversation. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because you're you're going up against a legend that just gets it done, and you take your team in your second year and you beat them, and go to the Super Bowl. That, that automatically something. puts them in that elite conversation. That would be something, man. Damn. It could happen, man. Yeah. Do you think that, from what you've seen, is Lamar Jackson the best running quarterback that you've ever seen? Would you put him above Mike Vick or maybe like a Randall Cunningham? Up those other guys that have been. Randall, yeah, man, you didn't want. You know about Randall Cunningham, dog. I watch highlights. I watch lots of highlights. Right, you like you I don't said, know about I'm, Cunningham, bro. I watch highlights almost every night <laughs> yeah, before no, I go no. to bed. I, I I go down the rabbit hole. You know they give you those suggested videos. On it's the YouTube, side. man. It's, it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then you're watching NFL films on YouTube. You wake next thing you know it's three in the morning. You got to go yeah. to work at five. Yeah, I know. You start out watching Lamar Jackson highlights, and then an hour later you're watching how an NFL football gets made. It's like, how did I get here? Like, <laughs> That's facts. What That's just facts. happened? <laughs> That's facts. But no, Michael Vick right now is the best mobile quarterback to play the game. Lamar Jackson is right there already. Um, let me see him do it next year. Like I was telling your dad earlier, the game now, and this is this is most sports, but especially with football, the game now, teams, players sometimes are coming in and they're doing things, and teams can't stop them. Mm-hmm. And this is over, I would say, the last four years. But then the next year, teams have game plan. They've made the adjustments, and you're not doing all, like the Wildcat, when the Wildcat yep. came out. Teams are running the Wildcat and busting people's ass. Mm-hmm. People Miami try running the, my, exactly. People tried to run the Wildcat next year. Well, wasn't that effective. No, it hasn't so, been since. Really. And no, and it hasn't been. It, it, di- it, died, it died the next season, yep. pretty much. So, for Lamar, if, if he can come in next year, regardless of what happens for the rest of the season, Super Bowl or not, if he comes out next year, and Baltimore comes back with the same, mostly the same team, same kind of formula, and they come out the gates, and they're they're four and zero or five and one or whatever have you. If he's doing that again next year, and and he's dominating teams by himself with his feet and his arm, then I I, I would be confident in saying he's the best mobile quarterback ever at that point. But I, I got to see like we're seeing the full season now, and we know what he can do. 
but I got to see it again. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna rate you at the top just off one season. Like yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta and be I'm consistent. Yeah. You gotta be consistent. One thing, like when you were talking about how, and I t- totally agree with it. Like you could do it for one year, and then teams will game plan for it. They've seen it, but whereas before they didn't have as much film, they didn't have as much time to prepare for you. How do you game plan for what Lamar Jackson does? Because like you could say you have contained players on the outside. You might escape up the middle. Yeah. And then if you're committing a lot of players to defend him against his running ability. He's busting your ass on the, on, on, on the sidelines with the, with the pass. And we've seen it, right? He's been, he's been accurate for the most part. He's been making very nice throws, throwing touchdowns. How do you and game see that, that and, and that's, that's that, what you just said is the biggest thing, his accuracy. They said he couldn't throw the ball. He could throw it far. He had a strong arm, but he can't throw. He's not accurate. He's making the passes, man. So game planning for him, you can, you can come up with a game plan and hope that it works, which it seems like teams are doing right now, but it's not working, working, man. It's not working. Like, the guy, it's crazy, man. The guy's getting pressured. It's not like they're, the Ravens' O-line has been pretty good, but like, there's times when he, when he's, he's getting, he's getting hurried two seconds off the snap but he's one of the fastest guys in the league, so he's just going to take off. Yeah. And if you think you're going to shut him down on a contain or you have him when he takes off. No. He's faster than you. Uh, Marlon Brown's open on the sideline or somebody or, the, or, 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 or somebody's open. One and of he those just, three tight ends that they love using. Like, man, you can't. This is, this is one of those years where you just can't game plan for the man. You can't. You have to try. Like, for me, I feel like teams need to game plan the receivers. Like, if you shut down the pass game effectively, he might beat you with his feet. But <laughs> he might, and, and I mean, he's, he's had, he's, I'm pretty sure he's had, a, I want to say one or two hundred yard rushing games this year, no? So, well, he might beat you with his feet, but if they come out of the game and they've got 120 yards rushing and he has 120 yards, but they didn't, they have 40 yards passing, I don't know if they're going to win the game, right? So, It'll be interesting to see for but sure. you can't game plan for that guy, man. You can't no. game plan for that guy. So we're actually, if you would believe it, we're just talking about how time flies when you're podcasting. If you believe it, we're already way over an hour. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, last couple of questions before we wrap up, is if you had any advice to someone who was looking into becoming a writer, whether it be for sports, esports, or whatever it may be. What, what kind of advice would you give them to help them along with their journey of being a, a writer? Honestly, it's, it's going to be cliche, and you hear it all the time, but just go for it, man. And the same thing with podcasting, so you anything media. 100%, 100%. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not living up to my, own, to my own words right now. I'm not living up to my own words right now, but just go for it, man. Like I said, when I, when I, when I started, I, I saw the post. And I, I sat there for a few minutes, and I'm like, I mean, I can write. I'm already playing the games. I just said, F it. I just sent off an email, and I can write. So obviously, you know, I finessed the email nicely, <laughs> sent it off, and, and, and uh, they came back and said, we'll take a chance on you. And, I was, and from there, it's, it's been roses. But just, just go for it, man. A like, leap of faith. A, a leap of faith. Exactly, a leap of faith. You've, you've got nothing to lose, like... The worst thing you're gonna get is a no. And then if, you if, you're, if, if 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 you're trying to 
to, to write for a publication or write for somebody or whatever. Yeah. If you're just doing it on your own, just put it out there, man. Just put it out there. You're not going to know if it's good until you get the feedback from people reading it. Exactly. So just put it out there. That's, just take a chance. So before we wrap up, man, just tell the people where they can find you on IG, uh, Facebook, wherever you're at, and how they can find your articles online. And I'm going to link it, too, in, uh, in, the, in the bio. I'll put a couple of links to your I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate too. that. Um, I'm a little bit hermity on social media right now because I'm trying to stay off of it. But uh, uh, operation dot, operationsports.com backslash author backslash Joel Smith, my full name. That'll take you directly to all my articles. Obviously, hit operationsports.com if you want to check articles. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't I haven't done a piece since 2K came out, so uh, I'm actually working on a couple of things right now, in, uh, including a state of the 2K game piece because there's okay. been a lot of <laughs> we're talking about video games, but it's crazy. There's been a lot of drama over that game, so I'm working on a piece right now about that. Uh, What's been going on? <laughs> Uh, the community is, 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 it's a good community, but it's pretty toxic, man. Like you'd be, you'd be surprised how, and I think this is because of media in itself and, and social media, Twitter and all that. Everybody has a voice now. Everybody has an opinion and the fact that they can post their opinion or write their opinion behind their keyboard it's not always positive. And just the negativity train that rolls off of it is insane. Like, long story less long, the game came out. One of the guys, he's kind of like the, the, the media guy for the company. I, I don't really know what his actual role is besides that. but uh, For 2K. It, it, for 2K. Okay. His name's Ronnie 2K. So he, he, he's just like a face. That's, what, that's, that's how, what I think he is. I could be wrong. No disrespect. But uh, he, he live streams playing the game sometimes, and he said that the game would have some things, it has some features that would have really made a difference to the game for people that take the game seriously, and they didn't. So it caused a lot of beef and a lot of backlash, and he got attacked. Then the game came out, there's a lot of problems with it, so the game got attacked. Um, I want to say about four or five days after the game came out, Hashtag fix NBA 2K20 was the number one trending hashtag in the world, and that happened within a span in the world worldwide, and that happened in the span of about two hours. And then the hashtag fire on E2K (laughs) (laughs) became the second biggest hashtag trending hashtag uh, in that time span. They came right for his head, huh? Uh, Yeah, they came right for his head. So in the gaming community, like it's a close knit community, but you you can't. You can't have missteps. You can't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, like I said, because of, of the media age now. Because people are coming for your head. And it's not like they're, they're writing a comment on an article and you read it a week later. Like, yo, if something happens, it's right within now. 30 seconds, not even seconds, mm-hmm. like, it's out there. Yep. And then one person sees and comments on that and then that explodes and becomes viral. You're in some trouble. And I feel like that's a general, like a general rule. Well, not rule, but like a general trend in today's kind of the way things are going. Like, yeah, that's about if anything. you go on Instagram, Facebook, and you read any kind of post that there's people on one side and people on another side, yeah. those comment sections are war zones. And if you read anything political and you go in those mm-hmm, comment sections, mm-hmm. if, if you see an Instagram post about Colin Kaepernick and you click on that comment button. Yeah. 
And I, I was gonna say you talked about it in your last pod. Like you read it's the comment, you read the comments, and yeah, I do. I do this too. Um, it's actually something that I, I had to learn with my own work. Um, you read the comments, and you just scroll through, and you see like you have your one two like positive comments mm-hmm. or just uh, uh, valid points mm-hmm. or opinions, and then you got the jackass. It's something real stupid. And then that just floods into this whole stream of stupidity. It's it's crazy, man. Like when I when I when I first started coming out with stuff, I'd have a, a lot of a lot of good feedback on my articles, mm-hmm. and I, I I operate off constructive criticism. I I like to see good and bad so that I can make adjustments if need be. Exactly. Um, but like, it's crazy how people will try to make something negative that's not there, mm-hmm. and like. The, the, their comment, and you touched on it last week, and this is something I say. If I'm going to talk about something, I usually try to make sure most of the time I know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not giving an opinion just out my ass because mm-hmm. I don't want to look at it like an idiot at the end of the day when exactly. people are pulling out facts and I can't defend myself or defend my point. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these comments you're reading them, it's like, did you read the article? Like, do you know? The backstory here, you're just making a, a stupid ass comment because you can, because you want to put your voice out there and have your little 10 seconds of fame. So it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, operationsports.com. Uh, my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle is SokaWarrior underscore OS. Yes, SokaWarrior underscore 13 OS. Uh, so you can find me on there. Um, my Twitter page is, is usually me reposting articles from the website. Okay. Or posting on my work, um, talking about sports. My Facebook is my name, Joel Smith. I don't really use it that much, but if I post something, 99% of the time it's about sports. <laughs> and then my IG uh, pictures are of myself. I'll post articles with a link to my article, um, some pictures of, of, of the family. Mm-hmm. But uh, like yourself, we're always usually talking about sports. So if you want to come, 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 shoot the shit about sports, I'm here. But yeah, it's it's the sports, man. Yes, That's sir. sports is life, you know. Smitty Sports Sound Off. That's Smitty Sports Sound Off. <laughs> all right, Joey. I appreciate you coming through, man. Thank you Thank for you having so me. Much. For, Thank you for having me, cause I I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yeah. And like I said, you're doing a great job. So Thank keep you. killing it. Thank I listen every week. Listen to the NFL NFL recap. Thank you. I'm waiting to hear what y'all got to say this week, cause. Uh, Philip Rivers just lost me my effing fantasy week by point five because a shitong of the week, shit-tong hands week. down. Potentially. No, no, no. There's no potential. He's a shitong of the week, bro. He's a shitong of the week, bro. Did you okay. watch? Did you watch? Like, I'm, I'm getting heated right now. You should have me on the NFL recap, bro. This guy. Let me, let me, uh, let me make this 50-yard pass to Mike Williams, which should have been picked. I don't know what the secondary was doing there. One guy was not paying attention. The other guy misjudged. And Mike Williams. Crazy catch. A crazy catch. He mistimed his jump and still made the catch. But you, you, you made that drive. You had 25 seconds, I believe it was. You were on the 25. And you decide that you want to throw the ball into triple coverage at the front of the end zone. For what? A For pick. what, man? <laughs> Shit tongue of the week, bro. Anyways, right. but yeah, we'll, man. We'll close it up with that. <laughs> Philip Rivers, shit tongue of the week. Hands Joey, down. Once again, yo, appreciate you. Thank you, Phil. From the Triple S Podcast, I'm Brandon Smith signing off. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick.